You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It is always good to be with you. Today, we are going to talk about a heavy topic, and we're going to discuss bullying. And today, on the podcast, uh, my friend Leslie Long joins us here today. Leslie, thanks you so much for being with us. Thanks, Todd. Glad to be with you. Yeah. Well, Leslie, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? Sure. Be glad to. Uh, my name's Leslie, and I work here at Forest Hill in the Care and Counseling Department. I was born in New York, but essentially was raised uh, here in the South in Charlotte. We moved here when I was five. I attended Chapel Hill and got my degree in English. Um, my husband Graham and I have been married for almost three years. Um, we met at the Ballantine campus and we continue to attend there. Prior to working at Forest Hill, I worked for the YMCA for about 10 years in camping programs. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Very good. Well, really <laughs> glad to have you on our podcast today. So, this kind of this podcast was, or the idea for this episode <laughs> was birthed at one of our staff prayers. Mm-hmm. Is we do a weekly staff prayer where all of the staff of Forest Hill gets together for worship, for celebration, for prayer, for devotion, and it kind of centers us as a staff. Mm-hmm. It gathers us each week to uh, be with one another, to connect with each other, but also to be reminded and motivated of why we do what we do at the end of the day. And in this one particular uh, staff prayer gathering, you had shared about some of the bullying that you had experienced and mm-hmm. uh, how it impacted your life in some really significant mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. And I connected with this immediately mm-hmm. because one, I, I have my own bullying story. Mm-hmm. I received and did a little bit of both, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, um, which I'm uh, not proud about. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have so many kids and students in our church and around our community who uh, either receive are kind of the recipients of bullying mm-hmm. or they are a bully. Mm-hmm. And I think the family is the place where we address this and the children that we raise and that the part that families can play mm-hmm. in uh, helping to heal that and redirect it, restore it, transform it. And so I, I would love for our families to hear your story a little bit as much as you want to share and then we'll kind of unpack it as we go and see what we can take away from it so go ahead absolutely yeah I am with you I really think God is in the process um, Mm -hmm. of our stories and so I'll share a little bit about mine and I think that um, morning at staff prayer Terrell had shared his own experience Um, he's on staff at Uptown and so I think I had opened up kind of in response to admiring Mm. his courage. And so um, I really identified with some of the things that he said, and I'll try to touch on some of those. Yeah, please. Um, So I'll start with elementary school. You know, I think I was a timid child, probably a little more sensitive, but, you know, generally a typical kid. I enjoyed school. I had fun. I had friends. I liked to be involved in activities. Um, I had a stable home. Mm-hmm. I knew where I belonged. I had great yeah. parents, a sister. Um, and they really invested in my worth and value. Mm-hmm. So there was a real sense of belonging. Um, another identifying factor of elementary school was that I had braces at third grade, which mm-hmm. was kind of younger than mm-hmm. normal. Um, but I didn't really feel that weird about that. Um, and then I got those off in sixth grade. 
And when I did, um, my teeth actually went back to their original mm-hmm. alignment. So, mm-hmm. the, so the braces therapy, if you will, did not do what it was intended to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that left me with a significant overbite mm-hmm. that for sixth grade is just really unfortunate, sure. you know? Um, so in middle school, teasing is common. It's just kind of part of the yeah. experience. And I, I don't love that culturally we've kind of normalized that, mm-hmm. but I do think it is part of development that, you know, prior to middle school, I wasn't terribly self-aware. Yeah. I think in fifth grade, I kind of started to be a little sensitive about what others thought. But before that, I really was just living, you know? Um, And so sixth grade happens and I'm I'm not looking as good as society says Mm. I should. And we're all a little awkward, but I had a noticeable outward um, issue and kids really latched onto that. And so I did start to experience the typical teasing. Um, But then there was a group of girls um, who just, they just, for whatever reason, it bothered them the mm-hmm. way that I looked. And so they began to torment and bully me for my appearance mm-hmm. um, for about a year and a half to two years through seventh grade. Yeah. Um, and so this looked like, you know, comparing me to a beaver, telling mm-hmm. me I was ugly, um, really just shaming me for yeah. how I looked at a time when it's so important. Definitely. Um, especially as a girl, yep. um, to understand what it means to be a woman and you're, you're kind of learning what it means to be feminine. Yeah. And, and so there was just a lot there as mm. far as like me questioning, did I count? Right. Um, and so there was cyber abuse attached to this verbal mm. abuse. They were sending hate email to my mom. Um, they were sending hate email to me, you know, um, technology and social media was just kind of coming around, sure, you know, instant yeah. messenger, AOL. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they really used that as a way to even mm-hmm. torment me when I wasn't at school, yeah. which was supposed to be a safe place at right, home. And right. so, um, I'm so thankful that my parents, um, were there for me. My family was there for me, mm-hmm. but I really just wanted to hide. I wanted to not ride the school bus. Um, I have a very specific memory of being told um, by one boy who was not a part of this group. So I had just kind of ongoing bullying from that group and then just ongoing teasing from others. This older student said, if I look like her, I would just wear a bag over my Uh, head for the rest of my life. mm And, you know, I didn't understand then, mm-hmm. you know, that there was something wrong with them mm-hmm. that would trigger them to treat me that way. I just, yeah. you know, I carry, I took that burden on and I, I believed their lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just a little bit of what it was like. And by yeah. God's grace, I've forgotten some of hmm. what the day to day looked like. Yeah. And I think that's good. Um, but yeah, so since that time, um, God has really kind of worked out, um, just my identity and his redemption in my story. Um, I did take on those lies, like I said, and um, I let that kind of shape my identity, but um, the Lord had other plans for me. Mm. Um, I think we're all wired a little differently. So kids are going to, they're hurt from being bullied is going to manifest differently. Mm. So for me, I was, I tended towards timidity. I was sensitive 
And so things just didn't roll off me like it might for someone else. Um, But I had God's protection, I fully believe, that I didn't enter into a season of self-harm or considering other options for my life. I really just felt like he protected me Mm. and gave me a sense of worth that probably came from my upbringing and also just his intent for my life. Um, And so it's been neat to see him work things out. Um, I had the opportunity to forgive those girls Mm. later on in high school. That was a really neat experience. And then, you know, the cool kind of sweet gift from God for me has been that um, I get compliments on my smile Mm. now kind of quite regularly. Um, And so I think maybe he's given me that, um, you know, he's doubled my blessing in that way. Um, Now that's probably outnumbered the harsh words I received Mm. in that season. So that's been really sweet. Well, thank you for talking through all that. And one of the things that we say in family ministry is that middle schoolers, especially as this was a major part of your story, is that middle schoolers need their identity affirmed Mm. on a regular basis, who they are as a person, how they're made in the image of God and why their value is so significant. So it is really pretty important and praise God for the upbringing that you had, that Mm -hmm. your identity was fortified even prior to the middle school years uh, that, I mean, who knows Mm -hmm. what it would have been like Mm -hmm. if not. And so, uh, but those middle school years, for some reason, you, you kind of alluded to it, that developmental piece, mm-hmm. it's like, man, sin really just takes a full grip of us yeah. as people <laughs> in yes. the middle school days. And it really we, does. We feel this like weird kind of adolescent changes that are taking mm-hmm. place. And mm-hmm. for some reason, you know, the emotional expression is usually outwards towards someone else. Yeah, I think that um, you're dead on about sin because mm-hmm. our peers opinion of us just starts to matter so much. And, you know, when I got through this season and, you know, later into eighth grade, I started to have friends and I realized that my tendency was in an effort to keep those friends, I might do some, some Mm. things that were not kind to others. And though God had, you know, developed in me a deep well of empathy for others because of this, I still was so capable of being unkind because I needed to kind of preserve my own um, need for acceptance. And, um, you know, I think that helped shape the forgiveness was me recognizing Mm. I could have been them. Yeah. I could have been on the other side. When did forgiveness take place? Like when did that click and it become tangible, you know, of going, I need to do this? Yeah. Honestly, it was like senior year of high school. So I really felt like I blossomed, if you will, um, later on in high school. I kind of went through a phase early in high school where I was not motivated. I was kind of trying to avoid social situations. You know, those lies were just so loud in my voice. And Mm -hmm. then later on, God just brought me out of that. My parents kind of confronted me about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started getting involved in like a team sport, running cross country. That builds confidence. Um, You start to realize your life could have purpose if you believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that then led into healthy friendships and um, healthier view of self, though still broken. Um, And so um, also my senior year of high school, one of my teachers started speaking the gospel to me very Mm -hmm. indirectly. And so I was kind of learning about grace and what it really was. And, you know, God just kind of aligned all of these things at once for me to really 
see that again, it could I could have been them, yeah. and God has been gracious with me and to forgive me of the hurts I've caused others, and so I really wanted to release yeah. them of yeah. any burden. And we never had a actual conversation about it, but I felt that there was this, I I, I felt that there was this understanding between us because mm-hmm. we became friends, and oh, wow. and it was genuine. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like I was just doing it to you know be revengeful later. It was yeah. I really honor you and I felt they honored me. Yeah. So that's gotta be the miracle of the gospel. <laughs> and I think one of the, you know, proofs of the existence of God yeah. in that very real, you know, space and time when mm-hmm. in middle school, you know, enemies, right. And then by this time you are able to honor them. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's pretty miraculous. Yeah. yeah. I'm thankful. Well, how, how does your past affect you today? I think we, we all have that. And you even mentioned, mm-hmm. you said, you know, you have forgotten some of those things, mm-hmm. but even in your story, you're able to recount what yeah. was said. So some yeah. of those are branded or even tattooed mm-hmm. into our memory. Mm-hmm. So what, how does it affect you now uh, at this point? Yeah. Um, you know, the truth is I continue to struggle mm-hmm. with um, working out um, a healthy self-view or self-perception. Mm-hmm. Um some days I feel really strong because I feel like I'm meeting society standards of what I'm supposed to look like as a woman yeah. or act like or sound like. Um, and this is false security. Mm. Um, I'm really buying into what culture says is acceptable. My true security is in what God says yeah. is acceptable. Yeah. And he's already named me acceptable in mm. his sight. Yeah. And I, you know, I go astray from that regularly. And so... Um, the only way to combat that really is with truth. And so if I'm in the word and I have people around me who are preaching the word, Mm. then, then I'm having better days where I'm really living out of my true identity as a woman accepted by Christ who he finds lovely. Mm -hmm. I have a truth telling husband. Mm. Uh, Graham just continues to stop me when I'm speaking about myself. That's um, demeaning and not true. And so that helps. Um, yeah, so I think remembering that my only hope really is in my acceptance mm. um, in God's eyes and that yeah. really striving for anything else is, is just work. Mm. And I'll, yeah. I'll never attain everyone's approval. Yeah. And it's just not really worth it because their voices just, it's like the wind. You know, Scripture says that people, um, Man's opinion is like the wind, but God's opinion lasts forever. Mm. God's word lasts forever. And yes. so if I'm seeking after something that doesn't endure, it's it's really a worthless pursuit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's really good. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we try to capitalize on, especially in our student ministry when we talk about that affirming the identity, mm. is I think we would be a successful ministry if we only did four messages for the rest of uh, our, our, yeah, our student <laughs> ministry, our time, our students in there. And it's just a repeated cycle. It's you were created by God. Mm-hmm. You're made with a purpose. You're created in the image of God. You're loved mm-hmm. by God. Amen. <laughs> just over and over yeah. and over again. Like, I've heard this before. Yes. Cause you will forget you it, need it tomorrow yes. when you're faced with that bully or you're faced with that challenge or your stress or whatever it yeah. is. So to your point, that reminder, and we've heard um, one of our pastors, Robbie Fisher will, mm. will say when he either preaches or leads a devotion, he'll say, we need to preach the gospel to ourselves. Not just to others to proclaim mm-hmm. the good news to others, but to ourselves that, like yeah. you said, I am accepted as me mm-hmm. right now forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to do anything to 
please or perform for for yeah. the approval of you know the god of the universe yeah what a relief that is huge <laughs> well let's uh, switch gears just okay. a little bit and let's talk to parents um you you have a redemptive story that i think is important mm. for everybody to hear to give hope because we have families whose kids are in the midst of it either the recipient of mm. or the actual you know bully yeah. who does this and we want to be a different church we want to be a different people uh, not only at our church, but in our community. So when it comes to bullying, it feels like an impossible battle. You know, we'll hear it pop up in the news or on our feed or whatever it is, and it's like, here's a new tactic for confronting it, and it, it just exists, mm-hmm. right? And it's multidimensional. It happens at school. It happens online, directly, indirectly. It's overwhelming, and dealing with a bully is complex, and healing the wounds of bullying mm. can take a really long time. Mm. So Amen. what is your just perspective of bullying, being bullied at this point as an adult and as you kind of look um, or put the lens of family on? Hmm. Well, I, I think it's like you said, Todd, it's, it's overwhelming and it's, there's a lot of layers yep. um, that come, to, come into play here. Um, I think that I've come to accept that there... I don't think there is necessarily a solution or that bullying will be eradicated Mm. forever. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, the world is full of sinning humans and um, myself included. And so um, I I do think that bullying stems from um, something internal, um, whether it's you're being modeled um, a a poor behavior at home or um, you've been treated poorly and so you're acting out on that. Um, But I do... I do think that there is just more to it than um, teasing. So you want to differentiate between teasing Mm -hmm. and bullying. Bullying really is an ongoing and intentional um, verbal or physical or cyber type abuse. Teasing is unfortunately just kind of part of the growing up experience. Um, So so I do want to clarify that difference. Yeah. 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 So after parents kind of determine if their child is doing this, they're... You know, there's the childhood or adolescent teasing, like you said, mm-hmm. but what needs to be addressed if teasing is the case or, or excuse me, if bullying is the case mm-hmm. or teasing is getting into that, you know, harmful sure. place where, okay. you know, someone is being targeted uh, in that way. Yeah, I think my biggest encouragement to parents in situations like that is to be Um, interacting with your child. Um, You really can't um, speak into it if you don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so staying aware of um, what your child is doing online and social media, not just what they're posting on their pages, but what they're saying on other kids' posts and comments and those apps with hidden chat features. Mm -hmm. It's really important because your child may you know, maybe displaying um, bullying behavior, but they may have some experience receiving bullying that you don't know about. And mm-hmm. so it's important to be engaged in what's going on in your child's life day to day and online. And it can be overwhelming, the number of things to monitor in yes. this day and age, yeah. but it is important. Um, you know, it's, again, it's only bullying if it's repeated. And so mm-hmm. you want to be careful not to um, approach your child um, 
and overwhelm them with a label that they're a bully before mm-hmm. you're certain that they're really acting out on a repeated basis. Yeah. And so I think naming that this behavior is unacceptable mm-hmm. and um, but talking with them about what's going on and leading them to act in this way, um, opening a safe place for them to talk yeah. um, rather than kind of antagonizing the behavior is really important. Yeah. Um, and calling them up um, and out into their real identity. A lot of yeah. times we're acting in ways that just don't fit with who we really are. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to say to our kids, look, this is not who you are. Yeah. You are a child of God set apart to care yeah. for those who are less than, That's stand good. up for That's those good. being bullied. And I think that kids respond to a call to leadership and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I do think that sometimes you just have to make consequences. You know, I don't think that's the only thing you should do. I think the conversation is a lot more important, but I think sometimes you just, you have to say, okay, we're going to have to take away your phone or remove time with friends until you understand the depth of hurt you're causing someone else. Right. I think to emphasize what you said about monitoring, we talk Mm -hmm. about that a lot here on the podcast is pay attention to your children. Mm -hmm. And in some ways it's keep them in your peripheral vision Uh, So when my kids have their friends over, I'm going to sit outside and either I'm going to read a book or I'm just Mm going to observe Mm -hmm. and to kind of pick up what are, what's happening here? How are Mm -hmm. friends treating each other? The other thing is with TV, my kids uh, are becoming more and more well acquainted with the computer. Mm -hmm. And that will be something that we'll, you know, address and monitor, Mm -hmm. you know, as they continue to, to grow up, but they watch TV all the time. And so I'm very, uh, I, I try to, pay very close attention, whether I'm working in the kitchen or I'm in and out of the room mm-hmm. to go, what are they watching? And then is their behavior imitating mm-hmm. what they're watching? So we've had conversations to say, hey, I've noticed you've started to have an attitude that it seems very similar to the character of the show. Do mm-hmm. we need to stop watching the show mm-hmm. so you're not impersonating that? And my wife is uh, really terrific. She'll say, you have the spirit of God in you. Mm-hmm. And so this is in opposition to the, the character and the behavior of someone who has the spirit of God in them. So yes. that's some helpful conversation there as well, but it starts with that monitoring yeah. piece for sure. That's so, so good, Todd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, credit to my wife <laughs> for a lot of this here. Now, what would you say about, or what would you say to parents to help them recognize if their chi- child is being bullied? Yeah. Um, if your child is being bullied, it's so, so tough. I do want to step back for a second and yeah, just please. say that, um, you know, we have a good father mm-hmm. and he is um, way more aware of what's going on in our kids' hearts and in their days than we could ever be. You know, yeah. he is the perfect parent, the only perfect parent. And I would just cover all of these um, kind of discussions we're having around these questions with prayer is, you know, the first and best thing for a parent to do when they're discerning what's going on with my child and what are the wisest steps for Mm. me to take. Um, and so I did want to go back and just make sure I said that, Mm -hmm. um, that that's the best place to start. So if your child is being bullied, it's equally as important for them to have a safe place to talk. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that like so many things, if you're the one in your child's life to bring something up first, they'll come back to you Mm -hmm. about it. So, um, you almost want to preempt these experiences by always letting them know if anyone ever says something to you that hurts you or does something, please know you can always come to us. Mm -hmm. You can tell us. 
Um, and so if they know that, they're going to come back to you yeah. about what's going on and feel like you've invited them in mm-hmm. um, when the time is right. And so creating that safe place is so important. And trust that God is their advocate. Um, you're their advocate, their number one advocate here on earth, but God is also their advocate. And so, again, praying to him for wisdom. Yeah. And then brainstorming with your child about ways to deal differently with what they're experiencing when you're not there. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's um, getting the courage to talk to a teacher, seeking out a school counselor, yeah. um, letting a friend know, um, standing up to the bully, what yeah. that looks like. Um, and so engaging with your kids in conversation about what isn't acceptable and that their worth says that they um, have a right to better treatment. Yeah. Um, so those would be my initial yeah, encouragement. I would add too to those is in those conversations that a parent may be having with their child and they, and the child shares that a friend of theirs is getting bullied, mm-hmm. that there's part of that supportive side to go, well, are you the type of friend that stands up for your friend or with your friend yeah. in those moments? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is, one of the reasons that we do life groups at our church is to have another person of influence mm. in the life of a child to kind of get a parent's back. You know, yeah. we, you and I have probably both have been in this scenario where my parent will tell me a thousand times this, 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 this. But when my life group leader or my mentor says, hey, Todd, you should think about doing this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that is brilliant. And my, my parents will be like, I've been telling you that yeah. all your life. And you're going to yeah. say, you're going to give them credit. <laughs> That's but right. it's really too, it reinforces family or it reinforces yeah. the message of family that we're trying to instill. Yeah. And I think a great question um, for parents to ask their child if they're being bullied is, if this was happening to one of your friends, wouldn't you want someone yeah. to know? Yep. And wouldn't you want someone to care for them? Yes, yes. And I think when you kind of reverse the perspective a little bit, they realize like, oh, like I am worth the same as the worth of my friend. Mm-hmm. It's easier sometimes to love others than ourselves. Yep. And, yep. and so I think that's helpful too. Yeah, that's really good. Well, kind of the overarching kind of theme in this uh, podcast has been reinforcing identities mm. uh, because when we do get um, bullied or you know our identity gets challenged, uh, that that needs to be our strength mm-hmm. there, even to what you said about our good father. Yeah. So what advice do you have for creating homes where bullying isn't tolerated mm-hmm. and strong identities are reinforced over and over and over? Yeah, I think we have to take an honest look at how um, we're modeling behavior at home. So how are we talking with our spouse? How are we um, treating ourselves? What kind of uh, self-care and self-respect do we allow ourselves? How do we speak to our children? Um, How do we react when our kids talk to one another Mm -hmm. in ways that are disrespectful? Mm -hmm. Um, When you show respect to your spouse, you are modeling that you care about their personhood, that you respect them, you love them unconditionally, and that they're valuable. Um, And so when we don't do that, um, or we speak in ways that are demeaning and we we don't um, address it, we're really sending a subconscious message that it's okay Mm -hmm. to treat other people that way. And so then, you know, our kids go out into the world and they don't see anything wrong with it necessarily. Mm -hmm. And so that is the first step, um, is asking what's going on in our home. And do we need to make any changes or pray for God's um, help and guidance in doing that? Um, And then another is really, um, like we've been talking about, is reinforcing and reaffirming um, our true identities Mm -hmm. um, into our kids, um, who they are, who has created them, 
our Father um, mm-hmm. is good. He only creates yeah. good things. Yeah. And sure, sin has broken um, this world, but um, He knows what He's doing when He creates us. Yeah. And um, we really want to make sure that um, the kids in our community and in our families know that they are lovely and mm-hmm. precious and valued, um, even when they make mistakes. And so being a home full of grace, um, a home that uh, where parents confess their wrongs mm. to their kids. I think just keeping an open dialogue of this is who I am and this is who you are and we need to rise to the occasion, but God's gracious when we take a misstep. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I think that's a fantastic summary to <laughs> that evaluate your family and continue to reinforce mm-hmm. that identity and the truth about God. Mm. You can't just say it once. No. You have to say it every day yep. to your children in different ways but to continue to reinforce that. Yep. And to ourselves. Yes. You know, we can't preach yes. them a message if we haven't received it ourselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> well, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time, for being vulnerable, and then letting your story help inform mm-hmm. and strengthen our families. Thank you so much. Thank you, Todd. Let me say a prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, you know the weight of this topic, mm-hmm. and uh, we even know that Christ received this uh, treatment throughout his ministry, uh, being Mm. mocked and ridiculed Mm. and rejected and abused and spit upon and uh, really treated unfairly. And so our Savior can identify with us and understand, and yet he was without sin. And so Mm -hmm. he stands with us uh, in empathy, but he also stands with us in this identity of strength and that through the resurrection, we are redeemed and forgiven and loved beyond measure. And you know us to our core and you forgive us uh, completely. So I pray that uh, we would embrace this as our true identity as parents and then that we would uh, communicate this to our children and to our children's friends and that our, fr- and our children would communicate it to <laughs> their friends and to their peers and even to the bullies that they face that even the bully is loved deeply Mm. by the God of the universe. So thank you for this time with Leslie. I pray for parents who would be bold uh, to do what Leslie's parents did, to create a home of belonging and to uh, continue to strengthen uh, their child's uh, self-worth, which is ultimately established by you. So uh, use this for the good of our church, for our families, Mm -hmm. for our community, ultimately for your world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.